This is an ABC podcast. Champions! Wrexham are promoted. They have their storybook ending. The best men's football story of the year might not be Arsenal or Man City, Barcelona or Napoli. It doesn't feature Messi, Mbappe or Saka. The owners aren't a golf nation state a Russian oligarch, or a consortium of American hedge funds. The best story is probably Wrexham FC. If you've never heard of them, that is entirely appropriate. The Welsh club from a coal mining town, barely professional. They were on the cusp of financial ruin until two Hollywood actors bought the club for about £2 million and changed everything. They just got a Hollywood ending. Or actually, maybe it's just a Hollywood start. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Daniel Garb is a football journalist for ABC Sport. He's covered World Cups, Premier League title glory, Champions League triumphs. Today he's talking Wrexham. Garby, <laughs> tell me who Wrexham FC is. What's the identity of the town they represent? Yeah, I've never been asked to talk about a promotion to League Two before in detail, <laughs> Stacky, but I guess that is the fascination with Wrexham and uh, why it's become a worldwide phenomenon. So, yeah, they've been promoted finally from the Conference Leagues to League Two after a 15-year absence. This is a football club that's 158 years old. You've just seen tens and thousands of dreams come true. Normally, there wouldn't be too much interest in a story like this the world over. I mean, yeah, they battled hard for 15 years to try and get back there and they've finally done it. But there are lots of those stories that come around Mm. all the time. We don't usually bat an eyelid to it, certainly not in Australia. But we do with Wrexham because they are owned by one Hollywood megastar and another pretty well-known actor, one being Ryan Reynolds, the other one being Rob McElhenney. And they've sprinkled a lot of stardust (laughs) on this hardworking town of Wrexham and created a documentary. And that's got a lot of people interested in this story. And as a result, people have celebrated their rise finally from the conference (laughs) to League Two. But there's still a long way to go up the football leagues. For the uninitiated, who is Ryan Reynolds? Who is Rob McElhenney? Well, Ryan Reynolds is a megastar. I mean, you'd, you'd have to be living on basically another planet to not know who he is. I mean, he's one of the biggest actors in the world, and he's been in lots of uh, massive films, of course, but the Deadpool franchise has uh, taken him probably to another level in, in recent times. Rob McElhenney's a bit off-Broadway. If you're a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a pretty good comedy that went around for about a decade, you'd know who he is, maybe not by name, but certainly by face. Yeah, the fact that they got involved was really interesting because usually Hollywood stars would get involved in Premier League clubs and they'd take a, a small 5% share and then be seen in the corporate box four or five times a year and have absolutely no influence on the club whatsoever other than by name. But to get invested at this level, emotionally and financially, is very unique. I don't think people realise just how low-level Wrexham is. Nothing against him as a club, but you're talking conference so what league is 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 wrexham we're in the fifth tier we have we have some room to grow room a lot of room to grow it is bare bone stuff it is muddy training grounds it is broken down stadiums it is threadbare supporter bases because you've been in the doldrums for so long there's not much in terms of glitz and glamour they've changed all that of course Mm. 
And that's been the interesting part of the story. Hollywood superstars going to a club like this, to a place like this, to try and rejuvenate it. Why was always that's the interesting the question. question. Yeah. That was always the interesting part. And then how do they go about it? And that's through the documentary, I guess, got the world hooked. So tell us, why? What's the motivation? Well, purely by watching the documentary, the initial motivation was through their interest in the football pyramid. Okay, so the idea is that if you lose enough in the league, you can get kicked out of the league and kicked to a league lower than the league you're in. It would be like the, the Yankees getting yes. sent down to the minors. To the minors, yeah. the entire, right, entire season. Now, yes, and, and everyone. If, and if that next year they continued to lose, they would get kicked out of that league and they would be playing you know, yeah, like beer, like beer league, league yeah. softball. In Poughkeepsie. Relegation and promotion doesn't exist, as we know. I mean, American football, baseball, even American soccer, there isn't promotion relegation. So Rob McElhinney speaks about this. He couldn't believe it. You could actually move up and down. So you could take a lower level club and move up the ranks and eventually get to the Premier League, which was the goal. He was captivated by it. And then he got Ryan Reynolds on board, who is just such a likable person and such an impressionable individual. And he became hooked on it too. You know, you'd reached out about this absolutely insane idea. And I remember uh, coming, showing up, seeing Blake and saying, you know, I have, I have bad news and I have Really bad news. Uh, the bad news is I slipped into someone's DMs again. Um, the really bad news is that, you know, I might have bought half of a fifth-tier national uh, football league in Wales. <laughs> I'm sure they saw the commercial opportunity there, that we can do this and film it and create a story here that will get Americans really interested because they aren't aware of this as much unless you are a, a world football fan. And uh, they paired the two together, their love of sport, their fascination of, of English football and the way it works with their desire to make a unique project on film. And they've done that. And uh, it's worked wonders for them and it's worked wonders for the team and for the town of Wrexham, most importantly. It's interesting to hear you talk about, I guess, the opportunity from a commercial perspective, but it seems to me as though they genuinely have a connection with the town and the club. You cannot do this without caring. It's not possible to execute this without caring. If you wanted to just make a documentary or just own a team, it would fall over at some stage. It's too hard at this level. At the Premier League level, if you had crazy money and you can employ expensive CEOs and commercial staff and find a great coach, yeah. Sure, you can be a stay-away owner if you like. You cannot do it at this level. It is literally hands-on-the-pump kind of stuff. Yeah, they love it. They do. They're, 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 up, they're in. They're fully in. I mean, fully in. Like They're, they're like the, one of the boys at times. They won't come in shouting and raving. They come in and they celebrate and they get behind the lads because they understand that you're not always going to win. You're not always going to play 10 out of 10. You're not, you're not going to smash teams out of the park. Because they don't have the resources. You know, you've got one CEO and maybe one football manager you have to be involved in every decision because when they want to sign a player like a Paul Mullen, they have to come to you and get approval and you have to find the money and you have to know who he is and ultimately it's your cash you're putting forward and they had to care about it and they, and they have and they've also visited the town on numerous occasions and they had to do that as well because the locals understandably were sceptical while they were down in the doldrums in relation to their football team. They're also very proud of their city most importantly, and the club, which has existed for 158 years and means a hell of a lot to people. A lot wow. of generations of people um, that have the, fallen in love with the, this club. The, the, the stadium is the oldest international football stadium on earth. There are countless people have had their ashes spread across this field. Like this is, this wow. stadium is a church to so many 
folks in, in, in Wrexham. And when they heard, first and foremost, that Hollywood actors wanted to buy it, understandably, they were negative about it. Well, no, they're just going to play with our club and they'll get bored of it in a couple of years once they've done their filming and then we're left to pick up the pieces and we're even lower than we are now. We, we probably fold. We're not having that. So they had to convince the supporters trust, which is the fans, that they were the right people to take it over. You know, we created a proposal and really made sure that we conveyed to the community our intentions. When I tell people that the Eagles winning the Super Bowl was one of the, to- one of the greatest days of my life, I put it up there with the birth of my children and my wedding day. Not because of what happened on the field, but because of what it meant to an entire community of people. And once the fans looked at it, they went, well, they seem fair income. How much lower can we go? We might as well take the punt with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. And it's worked. But they had to be invested in every single part of it and care or else it would have fallen over. And they have been. One thing that's running through my head over and over again is people said at the beginning, why Wrexham? Why Wrexham? This Exactly why Wrexham happening right now is why. It's been a real feel-good moment over the last couple of days. Can you just take us through the Hollywood on-field arc of this story? They've had three missed promotions in recent times, 15 years out of the Football League, League 2 and above. They invested heavily. They have bought some players over and above the standard of the league they're in, namely Paul Mullen, who has scored 79 goals in 96 games, which is a ridiculous record. Mullen... Urged on by the crowd, one-on-one, Mullen! It's him again! He was scoring like that in League Two, but the money was on offer, probably better than he was getting already, and I think they were interested in being part of a documentary and enjoying the Hollywood lifestyle that would come with playing for Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney attached. They got Ben Foster, who's got eight caps for England. He played for Manchester United not too long ago to be their goalkeeper. Other players like Ben Tozer, who came through the Newcastle United Academy, Elliot Lee, who came through the West Ham Academy. So they recruited well, and that led to an ascension up the ladder. Phil Parkinson is also a well-credentialed manager, done very well in the English leagues. They managed to attract him too. So they paid overs, they took the punt, and now it's finally worked. And they're up to League Two um, after a heartbreak last year with the owners at the helm. They've managed to uh, to get up to the football leagues and they're a pretty good chance, I would think, to finish in at least the top half in League Two because some of their players are already above that standard and if they keep Paul Mullen fit, he's only 28, they've got arguably the best goal scorer in the league. They can move up pretty quickly. It won't be easy. Then you get to League One potentially and uh, it gets a bit harder, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. To get back into the standard, they put the money forward but uh, they've finally broken through and, and the fans are just in heaven as a result. They'd given up all, they had given up all hope. It's an incredible dream. Um, it doesn't come cheap. What does the overall investment look like for something like this, Garvey? Oh, I'm not sure. I owe so much money. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've, I've been very successful. I've been very fortunate. Um, and, but I, I do work in basic cable late night comedy television. So I've got TV money. Sure. Um, I needed uh, movie star money. I needed super superhero money. But they're getting but- a lot of that back through the documentary. So you sell that to Disney, plus all the royalties they're getting off that, the commercial Attracting benefits. Sponsors. sponsors massively. Now they go up to League Two, so they get a bit of TV rights return, you know, so that, that starts coming back into the club. There's pressure on, though, because success breeds expectation. And the fans say, well, we want to keep this going. And that becomes hard. All of a sudden, people are euphoric, and they don't want it to stop. They want to stay on the high. 
So you've got to keep putting more and more money in. And I'm sure they'll be smart with it. But yeah, they would have got some, I think, decent returns through mainly the Disney documentary, but they would have put a lot of money forward. It's worked out pretty well for them so far. And the documentary from here is only going to become more interesting. Daniel Garb, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Jackie. Headlines. Wheelchair racer Madison Di Rosario has grabbed her second London marathon with a desperate sprint finish victory. It's been a fair week for the 29-year-old who finished second in the Boston event just six days ago. In the men's, Kenyan Kelvin Kipton ran the second fastest marathon ever in two hours, one minute and 25 seconds. Look out, Elliot Kipchoge. AFL and uh, St Kilda, they are looking like legit contenders. After chalking up their fifth win of the season, despite a nasty injury list, they are currently the best defensive team in the league, which is a trademark of Ross Lyon coached sides. Their round six victory over Carlton leaves the Navy Blues and coach Michael Voss with a raft of headaches. Channel 9 papers are reporting that the NRL could allow clubs a $1 million salary cap exemption for players signed from Rugby Union. It's the latest broadside as the two codes continue to spar following the defection of Joseph Su'ali'i to Union and comes in the wake of Broncos forward Payne Haas being targeted as a potential wallaby. Get comfortable, people. This could go on for a while. And did you see the scenes from Live Golf in Adelaide over the weekend? Chase Kapka at 12. The watering hole. He's posing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chase Kapka. Yeah. Oh! There it is! We promised you an ASOX 12, and Chase Kapka has delivered! Aside from Chase Kepka being showered in beer after his hole-in-one, Taylor Gooch won the Adelaide event. Cam Smith and Mark Leishman say the tournament was so successful they want another Australian event on the live schedule. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to BT Sport, FX Networks, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Channel 7 and Park Pilot on TikTok for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.